Greetings, Dost, to Khudra Healing Podcast. This is a virtual tavern where you'll drink the wine of Sohbet while sipping poetry from Zuleikha's Divan, listening to talks on healing and discourses on the path of Ish. I am Alicia Ali, your host and Dost in the path of love. To learn more about our works, we welcome you to connect to Khudra Healing. Hello, Salam. Salam, hello, uh, Sana. Glad to have you back. How's it going? Good, Alhamdulillah. I'm so happy to connect with you again. Same here. Same here. It's just <laughs> um, it's always nice to have you and uh, to hear your insights and uh, basically just uh, be able to uh, you know have that sort of discussion on the not so discussed always uh, topics that I think all of us can relate to. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. It's, we're 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 definitely breaking some paradigms here with what's normal. <laughs> exactly what is normal is a question right yeah right that itself is a construct um, <clears throat> um i guess to some just yeah to some degree at least um so that's that um guess what our topic for today is yes yeah, um, tell me <laughs> <laughs> Well, something that we uh, randomly uh, both um, thought of while we were uh, sharing a post on Instagram and um, uh, basically we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be talking about the art of dying in love. Yeah, that that, it was kind of a moment there is, you know, how these kind of uh, inspirations come, they kind of come through all your the other ones, it was kind of, it was like that, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. So what, um, what, what I was thinking, and um, you know, you can basically share your thoughts on this, is that in our discussion, what we're going to be doing is basically have variation in poetry in, our, in whatever way it comes forth. Perfect. Sounds good. Perfect. Kind of a wave of convo and, and poetic mix. Exactly. <clears throat> so let let me just start off with something right now. I wouldn't say it's a poem, but it's just a thought. In your presence, alchemize me. And I've, yeah, I've got a poem here. Okay. And I just, I thought, you know what, let's just dive in. Okay. Let's dive in to the topic, the art of dying in love. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I've, I have this, sorry, go ahead. In your presence, alchemize me. That's very powerful though. Tell me how so. <laughs> you want to, you want to hear your poem first or I mean, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely addresses the topic in a very general sense, and it, it brings up the gist of, of the art of dying in love, doesn't it? The alchemi- alchemical process that occurs within, mainly that kind of manifests itself outside, 
And it just reminds me of a dream I had when I first started on this journey related to the Philosopher's Stone, where I was inspired that um, there would be a Philosopher's Stone that would come into my life that would, would pretty much literally alchemize me into gold from a penny. So it just reminds me of that. It's a very powerful mm-hmm. memory I have. So go ahead. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so this one is called um, Shattered in the Name of Ishk. Devastation through bitter, sweet condiments. Walk over broken crystal, where wine and glass lay together. Shattered and split in the name of Ishk. Smile and say, love is not a subtle argument. This Ishk has poisoned the lover. This ishk has poisoned the lover, this ashik slain. I blame you. The physician's gaze is the cure. Distraction, the cause of this death. Lover and beloved, bloodied stains, immersing deeper into the poison. Who gave you this drink, asks Majnu. Layla's Majnu, Majnu's Layla, none else. The silence pierces my heart. You bring pain, increasing the poison. Indifference? Stop these games. Devastation is familiar. I seek not pain. From ash to life, I came from death to live once again. A skeptic lover despising conspires melt my heart then depart leave now if you plan not to stay as the raw pain i prefer now to fermented pain of tomorrow the shattered glass a lover's heart the shattered glass a lover's heart broken through the mirror mortal reflection archer who once gazed distracted once again pierce the arrow now this forest full of fawns seek query elsewhere Layla one of many I'm not of the forest I'm not game I'm Layla's Layla I sense Shams's fragrance his wine in you I despise every shumps from the land of Tabriz. So leave me now. Shumps comes to break and shatter. Me, a foolish prey. The game of mirrors I would give my life for. Clever now to know you too shall depart. I seek refuge in Ishk. Through the eternal as mortal betrays Every lover, do you too play this game? I seek eternal. Are you eternal or a mirage? A fleeting love, seasonal insanity, consumed by Ishk's fire under the full moon. We merge, we seek, we strangers at dawn, water, one in one eternally, devotedly. I seek to gaze at the moon, not 
at a gazer with a wandering eye, hungry and thirsty, who sips from every stream and river, leave. I seek the moon, the moon seeks me, distracted, leave, unquenched, leave, bored, leave. I seek a devoted heart, a loyalist like Hussein. Divine love at its peak, God is a jealous lover, so am I. Remain if you are here to stay, if not, leave now, leave. Your love has consumed me, your wine, your being, your gaze, your lips, your smile, your laughter, your voice, your breath, my, my elixir. Wine, you the wine, the wine you. I fear this wine through total fana, Saki and the drunk are one. Yet I seek reflection. So to gaze at you, fana causes disappearance. Then Saki no more, no gazing, no moon, no lover, no beloved one. That's that. Um, wow. <clears throat> it's a bit long. That is the most sensual poem I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just haven't heard anything. <laughs> I haven't, apparently. I haven't heard your best poems, which you keep, uh, which you keep hidden, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, the, the very, um, yeah, I guess uh, there's a lot that I haven't shared <clears throat> as yet. That's amazing, though. I, 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 even amazing is not the right word to to express what what that poem how great that poem was so now getting into I guess you know I, I I think you know I can't even recall because when you write poems and you're just basically in a state just like when you produce your art or anything that requires flow um but I think you know there was a lot mentioned in terms of um the, the topic of today, the art of dying, Fana, from ash to life. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, and you and you did mention fermentation and um, certain um, alchemic, alchemical um, kind of principles as well. Um, and it and it is a lot to do with with a melting, isn't it? It's um, it's it's and the art of dying is exactly that. It's a melting of your ego and all the traits that are false within you that that are barriers um, to attaining that love, which is within you. Which is a funny thing. Um, it is. It is. It shows us something outside of us at first, but we come to realize that that those barriers are within us that are preventing us from even feeling that love, which is within us most is within us absolutely right and i think you went into talking about shattering of the mirror the heart mirror and what that love does is it it actually it shatters it kind of shatters the illusions of all that's false and the perceptions we have that are that are not real in the name of when we experience a love that's pure. Right. So it's, it's almost like the breaking of that false mirror to reveal the actual clear mirror, which is what all of a sudden we get, we get this, you know, these new eyes, you know, uh, that are, that are 
based on this new lens of love that we see, and it's and the world completely changes. It's like it's a whole new heart that we've been given, almost like a new glass. You would say a glass heart that can see through everything in the name of when you experience the love that's pure, mm. isn't it? Very, very, yeah. I, 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 I could totally agree with that. Um, there, yeah. There, there is a there is a calligraphy line that it reminds me of um, that I first one of the first lines I wrote, and it was an Arabic quote that said, "I see, I see my beloved through the eyes of my beloved," and I used to ponder why I chose that verse Beautiful. and the way I. Yeah, and it was like it was like you see, you start to see the the part of the glass mirror and the breaking of that illusion to the to the to experiencing love is, you know, it it really shows you how to see things through the lens of oneness, because all of a sudden that love makes you see everything everything through the eyes of love, and and everything that that's not love is completely like washed away from your your heart and your eyes all of a sudden but it's obviously a dying process to get to that point of of seeing everything through love but you're definitely shown the illusion of what is false and what is real all of a sudden you're given you're given this glimpse and then you have to you know now transform yourself to to, you know, almost like be compatible to that energy of love all of a sudden. And it's, and it's, and it's painful because you're not quite there yet, but you have to reach there because it's painful not to be because you're seeing two, reali- two realities play out in, you know, when you, when you experience love so pure. And you have no choice but to transform yourself if you want to live within your body pretty much. Exactly. And, and the irony here is that any experience basically of love is you meeting you and that level of consciousness that decides to face you mm-hmm. in another form. So I had an interesting reflection today because, um, you know, I knew we were, I knew we would get on a call and I was, you know, this whole um, journey of mirroring, right, where basically um, through everything, your world, right, in your own world. So speaking of even the concept of parallel universe, we could all say, yeah, we were told we're like, you know, we question is when we think of the parallel universe i mean generally speaking we may see that outside as multi universes existing um, in parallel to earth for example or to the universe but the question is um, not the question the insight that i had today was you're in your own universe person next to you and everyone in you come across and everyone that you know and everybody's basically in their own universe 
and and like you know when um, you go to Mecca, perform the lesser pilgrimage or the Hajj, what is happening? We are revolving around the Kaaba. So in your universe, you are the cube, right? Right. And and then everything is revolving around that reality, meaning you. So that experience um, of everything that you're experiencing based on your journey um, and how it unfolds or unfolds to you at whatever speed um, based on, you know, whatever your experiences and so forth. And based on, you know, the, 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 your, your, your growth, um, the openings and whatnot, um, we are only experiencing ourselves and, and that's, that's all it is really. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah, it's almost like it's a, it's a falling in love with yourself. But all, that's all it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and all the barriers that are put there to that are not that are not making you see yourself in that divine pure way are all is 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 the exact dying process that occurs. It's, it's a lifting of the veils of all that you don't like about yourself that are that you know come up that you need to improve on. Um, so many illusions we have about ourselves that, you know, put us in a place of not aligning with our divinity and our own divine self, which is what you mentioned in the Kaaba within us. It's, it's within us. So if when we align with that divinity within us is when we really align with what, who, who God really is, right? Because if we haven't mm-hmm. attained that divinity or that knowing within ourselves or what what is what is divine? How are we even going to see it on the outside if it's not embodied within us in the first place? Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So it, um, yeah, it definitely is is a, is a coming back to yourself, as you mentioned. It, um, it is, but it's that's the whole dying uh, dying part of it. It's, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rough journey at first. I mean, obviously, to turn, uh, turn someone into gold from a penny is, is, you know, there's so many layers and, and, and revolution aspects to the whole journey that unfold that it, it's a tough journey. It's not, it's, meant, it's not meant for the weak, weak, weak-hearted. Um, definitely a spiritual journey that unfolds and this is something I realized you know as I as I went on with the journey that how spiritual of a journey it really was it wasn't something that you know as people romanticize it as it it it's a transformation in the name of love it's and nothing will transform you in the way love does right it's yeah, it's just that it's just that driving force that nothing else can change a human being other than love. Exactly. There's yeah, there's that. That's basically the you know that the the path of love and the path of loving and the path of being that uh, in that frequency and staying there and 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 wanting to accelerate in this um, way of love. That is the fastest way to um, discover yourself, your true, true self. Right. 
and right. to unveil yourself to yourself. So like every, you know, if we were to just think that everyone we're speaking to, all our interactions is just, it's just another reflection of you. So you're going to, you're in this journey of life, you're going to come across and you're going to be, um, yeah, it's just, you're, 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 you're just going to be meeting so many versions of yourself. Exactly. In the end that's of the day, all it is. Yeah. Essence, really, you're in love with yourself. And that's, and, and what you see in another that, that you're falling in love with is really something you're falling in love with your, within yourself that you maybe perhaps haven't seen before, which is what the mirror um, reflects to you or all yeah. the aspects a lot of times of what you don't see within yourself, but you're falling in love with an aspect of yourself. And that That's is something right. we see many people, right? The different fragments of that, some more than others, which is you could call soul your soul family. You see certain traits in them that are very strong, um, which is why we just naturally connect with certain people over others. Mm-hmm. But definitely a fragment of yourself that you're gathering and then becoming more whole through the process of 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 meeting and uh, meeting people and falling in love at different levels and um, it's just bringing you back to your own wholeness in the end your own divinity and knowing and seeing your the reflection in others in within you. Yeah, absolutely. And and we have a prophetic tradition where the prophet, peace be upon him, said that a believer is likened to a mirror. Right? Yeah, the believer that's, is the mirror of another believer. Yeah, and, it, and he didn't even say a human. He said a believer. So in terms of what you just mentioned, um, you know, the degrees of reflection are based on you know, the condition or the state of that person's heart, perhaps, because the, mm-hmm. the heart is the mirror, right? So the clearer exactly. that mirror is of that individual, uh, with, you know, and uh, then the, the more you see yourself um, and, and so in many variations, yeah, in your real form, the less clear, the less you see yourself. But we can definitely see ourselves all the time and in everything but um that's why the enlightened ones basically are very um, magnetic yes exactly yeah and you know my that we are I'm losing connection with you yeah so I mean in a reflection of that uh, in reflection of that verse is actually if I recollect it's one of the it's one of the yeah it's you know it's in reflection to that verse you just mentioned that's actually one of the first verses I ever wrote in calligraphy that I was inspired to write. Right. And surprisingly, it was something that would play out in my own journey in such a powerful way. You know, a, a believer is a mirror of another believer. And I used to always reflect on that, like how you're mentioning, why does it say believer? It doesn't just say human. Yeah. You know, what is, what is about that? And I, I realized how 
you know, this idea of uh, the degrees of perception and, um, you know, that perspective and all this, uh, how, how important it is to clear your perceptions and how these veils don't let you experience life in the fullest. And, and, and it all becomes a journey about uh, unveiling those false perceptions we have. First, with, first about ourselves, and then about, and then seeing that in others. It's like it's so much an, an unveiling within yourself that has to occur for you to see the world in its truest light. You know, as long as your mirror is foggy, um, you are going to continuously see everything in a foggy perspective, and that, and that is unfortunately a very a limited way of living life that I hope that we can be inspired with continuously, you know, unveiling our perspectives on things and really seeing for what things really are. Exactly. <clears throat> so there, I think, you know, even getting to that point of um, alchemizing all experience to come back to love, to wudud, um, and, and then facing the shadows, because you can only attract what you are right? So if the reality within me has distaste for something, and if I am on the path of love consciously, if I've decided that, you know, on a conscious level, unconsciously, we all are, but on a conscious level, um, I know, let's say I'm on the path of love, I'm in the school of love, where I, where the universe, where the guides, where life, where experiences, it's, in totality, everything is teaching us every moment. And so, um, you know, uh, going back to we can only attract who we are. So then love, because of your conscious um, intention to be on the path of love and to evolve through, you know, um, the teachings of love and the lessons, then love is going to make sure she brings forth into your reality um the shadows that you you know and so and until you dissolve the lesson is not over and you're not getting to the next place that you're supposed to be so um it's gonna it it has to alchemize you it has to right yeah right and it's like it goes back to that uh, saying that you are a universe within. There's a universe within right. you, right? It's literally you in you in a verse. It's like to you, everything mm. happens. Everything everything transforms through to you transforming yourself. You know, that's all it is. Yeah, this is a reality, right? And this is a reality that that's brought a lot of healing to me, in essence, because it's it's made me empowered in a way that I never felt before. You know, this idea that, that I am responsible for everything that happens within my life, you know, and that every, uh, everyone else is a mirror of me. And that for me to change my outer reality, there's something within myself I have to change. But you know how empowering that is to feel it, to be able to know that and to start to embody that because it really transforms you from the inside out because you're like, okay, well, I, I can control the situation by controlling myself, you know, and eventually the outside will shift in the way either I will, you know, uh, fall, you know, not resonate with it anymore and the, and the whole reality will 
suddenly drops from my existence. And that, that happens, but it all depends on you and what you are attracting because it's all energy in the end. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's what you are is what you, you are attracting and that's pretty much the only reality that does exist. Yeah, exactly. So basically, an affirmation for this would be, I am the cause, I am the effect, right? Yeah. And... And and that's it. So that, like you said, empowering, there is no higher reality than this, literally. Because even when we, when we refer to, um, I think it's a prophetic tradition, that, that God will treat you in accordance of how you, um, how you think of him. Exactly. Right? So that's exactly. all it is. Yeah. So... Whatever we're experiencing, yeah. even if it's that, that um, the ugliness that we're experiencing, we don't, there's nothing outside. It's all within. So we need to go back in and say, why am I experiencing? There's something, there is something that within me. And therefore we have to, you know, do the introspection. We have to uh, do reflection and, and, and work right. on it. The right. inner work has to be done until... Until we get to a point, like say the Zainab said, all I see is the beauty of God. Even after experiencing right. the quote-unquote hell on earth, she was a witness of hell on earth and her entire family being massacred. And right. she said that out of all people. So you know what? That's it. She was in that reality of seeing through her lens only the beauty, only the love. And, and yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the secret of saints too. Sainthood, right? Is that you're you? There is there is a is, there is a, a a strange reality playing out on the outside, but for some reason that person, that saint, is in heaven, is in some sort of other dimension that is not allowing for the outside external to affect them in any way. And what is that? It's like, it's like. It is it, a lot to do with the, the pure, how purified that person's mirror is because they are seeing from the eyes of God pretty much. They're seeing from this divinity that he cannot tap into. And it, it, looks, it looks strange to us from the outside when you peer from the outside into well, how does that person, how is that person coping with such circumstances? It's because they've attained that heaven within yeah. themselves. And that's what. That's all that matters mm -hmm. again. Exactly. So, um, and, and and to kind of measure, um, you know, just to know, you know, how we're doing, we're going to just see what are we experiencing? Are we experiencing positive stuff? So then that, that itself is a mark. And the days when we're not, or the times that we're not, it just goes back to us within. So there's something within us that needs to be done and fixed or corrected whatnot and as long as we don't do the right. inner work our external reality and experiences are going to be in direct correlation to our inner reality because there's only one reality right and, and in in our world in our specific universe that we're all experiencing in our own universe then then that's it it's just about us it's not about the other it's not at all about that it's, yeah. So there's no offense and there's no pain. Yeah. Then if you actually believe in this and embody it, like you said, you lose, you yeah. become like immune 
uh, to pain because then you know it's not anyone yeah. out there throwing arrows at you. It's you throwing arrows at yourself or it's you, you know, experiencing you. And that's it. Exactly. And that brings a lot of peace. That brings in that. That is. You're, that's like soul it. liberation right there. You can live like so liberated knowing this truth. And reminding yourself that this right, is it. Right. Like, why is my child acting out? Your child is your is a mirror right. of you anyways. So for parents who are dealing with stuff, it's all about, you know, fix. We need to fix ourselves. And then that change will manifest by virtue of law um, in our children. And, and even Bawa Mohiuddin used to say this. He used to say the children are a mirror of the parents. They're, they're you know, they're, they, we learn so much right. through our children. It's, yeah, and it's, and it's definitely when we put ourselves in this blame uh, kind of victim kind of um, mentality, it's just showing us uh, our lack of awareness of ourselves. It's, um, you know, putting putting external as uh, as the cause when really it's something within us that's lacking awareness. And there's so many levels of awareness that we can reach. You know, we are heedless most of the time. So if we start to even tap into how how many how percentage of times are we in moments are we heedless over actually being aware? It's it's way over way over than we, we should be at a healthy mm-hmm. level. You know, um, it's a constant tapping into that awareness within us and that we are consciously creating our reality. Outside, I mean, obviously there's destiny that, that works, that's inevitable. That's, that's something that works outside of you. But there's so much of it that you can create at an at a individual level, moment to moment, that is so empowering if you really get down to the Exactly. So, you know, so... You know, as as it goes, I mean, just simply changing our thoughts, um, our feelings, you know, we're changing our reality. Um, Being in a state of gratitude is changing our reality, you know. um, mm -hmm. So true. And that's part of the alchemical process, right? It goes back to that alchemy that happens. I mean, just the alchemy of our thoughts and emotions is so difficult. It's, it's such a process that has to unravel to many different tests and, 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 you know, practice runs where we get to, you know, uh, we get to practice these spiritual muscles to strengthen within us and make ourselves emotionally and, um, and kind of tame our thought processes. And how many times does thought processes go wander off into all sorts of directions and we don't even realize we're, we're manifesting something based on our thoughts that we, didn't, we don't even realize that we're Yeah, unconsciously. So yeah, so we're basically sleepwalking. So exactly, right? Mm. So I think the art of dying is also an art of waking up. It's, it's not just it's not the, the part that dies is the unreal part the, the part that that actually alivens within you is the part that's real and that's very empowering when you become when you become real over fate it's, it's a, the alchemical process that occurs is, is changing you from into gold and what what reality really exists right. is gold right is in the end 
everything is going to perish except for gold. It's, it's one of those things, it's one of those metals that, you know, has this quality that, you know, is undying. It has that eternal quality to it. So that it's kind of, in another definition, it's like it's, it's bringing us back to that eternal reality over our false reality that's going to perish. It's, it's transforming us in that in that way at very powerful levels in, in the name of, through the force right. of love. Exactly. Um, and, and it's, you know, there's, there's so many uh, forms love is going to appear uh, into our reality or into our lives. And, you know, it's easy when, you know, the individuals that we are tested with are all nice and sweet and, you know, appeasing and so forth. But, but in the case of, you know, the real test is when the unseemingly and that what you really um, are resisting, when that comes to you in the form of a mortal and you're tested with that, i.e., you know, you meeting your own shadow, <laughs> then that's the real deal, transmutation, uh, transformation, alchemization, and so forth. So I just wanted to say, like, I've got, I, I just pulled up a piece on um, meeting my shadow. So if you'd like, I could just, um, just you know, throw this in, and then we can talk further about the shadow. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah. I think it's meeting, the, meeting with the shadow is kind of the, the meeting of the, the, uh, the other part of your puzzle, right? It's the what fits. It's what, what you need to become yeah. whole. But it's, it's showing up in an outside Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the opposite, the meeting of yin yeah. yang. Um, all right. So this one, I, I have many on... Uh, you know, the shadow, basically. Uh, but this one is the one that came up, and it's called Meeting My Shadow. Meeting the shadow who embraced me like none, inconceivably unconditional, a lover's haven, every cell revived. That illusion of a last meeting was in fact a new beginning. Presence denied presence. Nobody existed. Shadow sought light, light fused with light, tantric ensemble, a cosmic dissolution. This is just the beginning. Light fused with light existed, existence denied. I remember we never existed, neither you or I. I remember from that meeting, shadow was light. Shadow was light. Light brings forth shadow, how blind was my sight. Meeting this light, bedazzled by the polarity, all that I repelled, I love great I love with great intensity. You brought me to the state, I bow to this light of who in you. Seekers and lovers seek the beloved who resides in the unsuspected and most hidden ones. Meeting my many shadows, I entered great valleys. The darkest cellars, sages awaited and discreetly hidden, acknowledging the reality, the lie of duality. 
living, ignoring what I failed to embrace in the presence of my shadow, I fell in love further of the years of neglect, unaware of my reality. I embraced my flaws with gentle eyes and playful smiles. You taught me unconditionally to love what you detest. You taught me unconditionally to love what you detest as only love exists in the presence of love. I drank rejoicing an inner reunion where dark and light are only one. This illusion of shadows, a dance called mirage, attempt to sip the mirage of shadows, there you will find union. You occupy my thoughts in this journey called life. I wonder if thou art distraction personified or the means to the goal. That's that. Yeah, I mean, it automatically reminds me of the sun and moon, right? The, the chumps and the, the zoomy. It's the sun and moon. It's the dark and light. It's like without the other, you cannot see the other. It's, right? It's, um, it's the, the light illuminates the, the moon. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see it. So there's certain aspects that the sun brings that, you know, shine like almost like a torchlight on the moon that obviously you didn't see before. And it's just, it becomes a matter of you um, facing yourself and what degree you face yourself is the degree of how well you're going to be able to in integrate that light within you. Um, so it is, it is a breaking down of of, of yourself in a very humble way, um, which is part of also the dying process. It's a breaking of yourself, your illusion self, um, into a more, uh, into a more porous self, you know, like the moon itself. It's very porous. It's very, it's, it's like sponge-like. Mm. It absorbs, right? It has the qualities of being able to absorb at very kind of humble levels of of life, being able to absorb light. So it's a matter of breaking those barriers, and that is those ego barriers that we keep uh, that that shield ourselves from integrating that light. Um, for us to be able to integrate light, integrate those light aspects of ourselves, we first have to be broken down those shields have to be broken down for us to be able to absorb in the first place, which is, which is part of dying because it, it works straight at your, works at straight at your egos, your egos traits of that. I know better. I know everything. I, you know, I, 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 but it teaches, you know, it's, it's more to do with nothing. It's becoming nothing in the end to be able to, to become everything you literally do have to become, learn to become nothing. Very, um, yeah, true. So I guess you can say, uh, I guess you can say the art of dying is the art of becoming nothing. And then that nothing is mm -hmm. what makes you everything. That is secret. It's like when you jump off of a cliff, you're, yes, it is scary at first and you might die, but you're, you're jumping into an ocean you're jumping into an ocean, and that's that's where you want to be. That's what it, where where ultimate happiness lies. But a lot of us 
cannot get over that fear of jumping, you know, that all those fears that come up that we're going to literally die, but we're not literally going to die. We're actually going to become so reborn into such unknown realities of freedom that the definition of dying, you didn't, you don't even know the definition of what dying really means and what real freedom really means until we experience mm. this type of love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I don't know if we had this discussion or it was somebody else um, I was discussing with that, you know, wherever love is um, and how love basically takes over us, um, you, you know, you, you lose yourself in that. So even your cognitive or your you know, logical, um, the logical mind, you know, um, you lose that. So the barriers are actually uh, just, just by, by the energy of love, you just start, you you just, yeah, it's just, you can't even help that. So the logical mind is a big one. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, everything within you starts failing. Failing in the sense that um, all your barriers are, you know, just basically um, coming down by the order of love, not right. even you. And that's, and that's exactly, and that logical mind is part of that. Yeah. Those barriers, right? It's like in to and it's in that become more porous and to become a, a vessel for light and to be able to absorb light. Is, yeah, definitely the logical mind, the mind has to subside, and that is, it can only be done through the power and force of yeah, love. Yeah, that's the only, I think that's probably the only force. I think the ego cannot be tamed any other way. Is, is there any other way for the ego to be tamed other than in the name of love? It's, it's just like there's nothing else. I mean, you can bribe me with, with all sorts of presence, but <laughs> that's not... In the end of the day, that's not gonna that's not gonna work. The most curious, the most purest, purest thing you could possibly put in front of someone, you know, is 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 love. It's, there's nothing else that can bring you to that reality of facing yourself, which is so hard in a sense because we are we are such um, we're so the the human ego is such a dragon. It's the only what would tame a dragon? It's like um, there's, yeah. there's really nothing, right? Other than yeah. that force. What tames fire? What what only thing that tames fire is 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 water, um, and it has to be something that's as powerful or even more powerful that can transform you um, from the beast that you are into a tamed <laughs> beast beast into, you know, uh, a Barak, let's just say how the an- analogy of the Barak is given, it's really a taming of your, of your wildness, right? It's a taming into this beautiful, mystical creature with wings that is able to use that, that ego in a way that's empowering. It's not a killing of your ego. It's not a dying of your ego. It's a transforming of that ego into this magical being that you didn't even know existed within you but when you start to taste it 
from really yourself and what levels, different levels of freedom that you reach. There's more levels of freedom to be reached, and it's this infinite journey you start to to venture off into into this infinite space, and you're just you know it's just ecstasy upon ecstasy because you're experiencing the divinity within your yourself that's unfolding and unveiling. Quite interesting, and I've seen that. Um... In your artwork, many times the Barak. It's a reoccurring right, thing. Right. Yeah, there there was there was one Barak I did with the with a queen head. It had a human queen head, and it had obviously the horse and the wings. Um, but then what I portrayed in that was of the sun and moon right beside it, and eleven stars. Um, kind of in reflection of, uh, I think, Yusuf Alayhisselam's journey and the uh, okay. stars that he saw. Um, it was, yeah, it was almost because in the way I portrayed the portrayed the Barak in this painting is that the Barak was kind of over, it was kind of uh, embodied within the universe. The, the, the sun and moon were kind of in submission of it. So what that was kind of symbolizing and the stars were kind of aligned perfectly around the Barak. So it was almost symbolizing that universe within you. It's like when you, when you, when you um, claim that ego and that in that soul is what kind of in, starts to embody your whole being, you start to embody because the soul is what represents the universe, right? It's like uh, a, you start to embody that universe on the outside as well. So that's what creates that sense of grace in your life where all of a sudden you're following soul, you're embodying, the more you follow, you embody that soul essence within you, the more you're embodying the whole universe outside of you, uh, which creates, you know, this, this empowering sense of synchronicity, synchronicities within your life, the sense of alignment and flow and all that yeah, that alignment. So that that is what something I was trying to express with that. That there's no match for that. So when you realize that you are, that is what you will be able to attain when you follow goodness, when you follow the path of the soul, and leave that ego, um, and tame that ego more and more. And you that that is an incomparable sort of of reality that you cannot deny to want to mm. reach. Or, you know. Absolutely. It's quite interesting. I know I keep saying that, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really overexcited. I just wouldn't yeah. get really excited no, about this topic. <laughs> that's good. I mean, we haven't even got to the meat yet, but um, th this will obviously be ongoing episodes because, I mean, there's so much to discuss. But, I mean, so technically um, to our to our listeners um and apparently you know we i've i've had some really interesting feedback on our previous um um talks and uh some individuals have found really? me okay. through uh some of our talks by the way and connected pretty interestingly yeah oh interesting. um so what were what, this whole idea of love and then you um assume that you know whenever we think of love like you know um or or for example sacred space right um what is it that we usually think sacred space what 
what what comes to mind you immediately think of some meditation area um, something out in nature or some you know uh, sacred site etc but no that sacred space is actually you it's you so the love here that we're really really in essence speaking about is it's you seeking you and there's no reality but you you know in that seeking so whatever it is you're seeking and you're seeking it through because we seek it through the other and that's just it's like the sunnah of love we seek that through the other it's just like the fact that we cannot see ourselves um fully right i can see my hands i can see the rest of my body but i can't see my own face um and that's where the secret you know all everything is there yeah we can't and we we can only seek that through the mirror correct i mean not seek it we can only see ourselves um through a mirror and hence love yeah love cannot be experienced except through the loving of the other but that in essence that mirror is only you right um reflecting you to you so that um the embodiment yeah the embodiment of love is only you um experiencing you but then you have to experience it through the mirror like um symbolism that we're talking about you know right but it has to be almost it has to be almost like a very pure mirror it has to be uh, like a mirror that is so uh is is somewhat of a level of but yeah but wait i have something to say on that <laughs> that's that's subjective because that purity right as you evolve as you evolve you're only going to attract you know a clear view a clear mirror yeah of yourself i don't think we're gonna regress (laughs) right in the path of love we're gonna you know um yeah we're we're gonna progress and so therefore the previous um the previous um experiences um or you know uh, mirror-like um experiences that we have we can liken them to old consciousness (laughs) <laughs> right i mean yeah, yeah exactly well for right? some of us yes reality, <laughs> while for others it's pretty um you know so, intact but you know it depends it depends on your journey everyone's journey is different and i think there's different aspects that that need to be that need to progress and need to yeah. transform so maybe that, that, that there's different people we meet that we may fall in love with that show us those aspects that are not right that that need work on so i definitely believe in right yes so let me yeah let me just hold on just uh, just interject for two seconds to say that yes some mirrors some mirrors are constant (laughs) okay so it's like their lifespan or their life or their so or the soul contract with you is a whole life for example i.e your parents your kids perhaps your spouse Mm -hmm. whatever um, while other mirrors are not constant, right? And they're constantly um, changing and so forth. And that these are all teachers of love anyways, irrespective. So 
it's a it's a variation of the constant and the um and the not and not the constant ones and the ones that are just reoccurring not reoccurring but um coming in and um right so i mean if you see everyone into the that eye to those eyes um you see the eyes through the beloved that is within you it's it's almost like you you embrace everyone at such a deep like profound level of acceptance that you never experienced before because anybody who comes into your reality mainly that have a profound effect on you are are really your own mirrors and have come there to to heal you or to show you something that is a gift is i mean you could see everyone as a gift that kind of reminds me of that poem of rumi where he talks about the the, the guest the the get treating the guest as i don't really know exactly what it is but it i'm vaguely recollecting it uh, the guest being the the gift i i i'm putting my own kind of twist on it but the guest being the gift the you know seeing everyone that enters into your life as as a profound gift toward to your own healing and your own transformation in some way yeah um, exactly i mean you know the the guest is basically um love and you want to see her on your finest interior you know for the period of time um that she's meant to stay so yeah the yeah. mysterious guest right that appears and i mean yeah. you can go that is probably another topic for another time you know the mysterious energy that plays within your within your being as well the feminine masculine uh integration that happens within us um i think a lot of us may have experienced with that um you know in terms of the energies that play out and um so it's not it's not just an outside a sort of integration that happens it's actually an inner energetic um mingling that happens within the and the masculine and feminine that a lot of us have experienced that creates that kind of uh enhance that alchemical process um it's almost like an intermingling of of the soul essence of the of the masculine and feminine in a very divine way that is that is not that is off offset from the illusion of the false identity identity of the 3D mirror um it's it's an integration of that soul soul mirror within you and you start to get a taste of what the, the soul mirror is as compared to the 3D three dimensional mirror that's filled with um a lot of um false um veils false realities um so i think we're we're pre- presented with that real self uh in a very mystical mysterious way so we can just compare the two so you could say it's the higher self versus the lower the the three 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 d self it's 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 comparing the two to be able to know what is what is the higher reality and what is the lower which can't it's like a, a comparing of the light and dark again it's, it's it's for you to realize what is light you have to be uh, you have to actually get a taste of what pure light actually is which is 
perspective of this mystical energetic thing that happens as well. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, just to make things easier um, for, you know, ourselves is that we, we could actually train ourselves to actually think and believe that every, every encounter is just, it's like, okay, I'm meeting Alicia today. I'm going to be talking to Alicia today on the phone. I have a, you know, and if everything is looked in that light, then we're going to be actually very present in, in our um, connections, in our um, communication, in our relationships, in, in everything. Um, right. And, and we're going to be actually healing ourselves yeah. and our relationships and all the um, different areas of our life if we actually can get to that point. And it, it should be exciting because how often, how often, like we get excited exactly. when we're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to this place, I'm going to meet, be meeting someone or, you know, I'm going to be meeting, you know, interesting people and so forth. We get excited. But then do you, have we ever heard of this idea that I'm going to meeting, I'm going to be meeting myself today? I mean, that should get you excited, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I mean, because that's unheard of. Right? Like, how often do we hear human beings speaking like that? And that's how, like, that's I, how I think. I literally think that way. Right, right. I do. I it's crazy because, because you, you know, like I, I, exactly. I've, I've attracted people with like same birthdays in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the yeah. the, the more you that's believe, all it is. That's believe, all it is, and yeah. So, so I think that goes back to the mm-hmm. more you embody yourself, the more you fall in love with yourself, the That's more you it. attract that in others. And that is what creates, that is kind of part of the flow that mm-hmm. you experience of that universe. You know, it's that we're attracting everyone like us, that is of likeness to, similar to our vibe or to our, that is resonating with us. And it creates a sort of, automatic flow but it all depends on you embodying and knowing who you are first and falling in love with yourself first before that can even manifest outside of you because when you're not sure about yourself and you have iffy feelings of who you are that 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 kind of doesn't that kind of like portray to the universe that you it kind of sends this kind of false kind of in mixed signal confused vibe out to the universe and that is what you kind of attract, and you're wondering, well, well, why am I not attracting people that are like me or that, uh, or, or really are genuine towards me? Because you yourself don't know who you are first. So that is the first step. If you have to so then, okay, but okay, okay, understood. However, people, okay, you're <laughs> going to ask, but how do I do that? How do I go about doing that? Because we're talking about entire life, of possibly self hate, low self-esteem, or conditioning. So then guess what? It's very simple. It's so simple. You can't even heal yourself in that sense, right? Because you just don't know where to start. So what do you do? If you consciously um, go back to that idea of I'm on the path of love, okay, Um, then guess what? If there is work to do on self-love, like you said, love 
itself. Imagine love as an entity. Love is going to assign and delegate and commission people, whether it's that child who tells you every day, mom, you're the most beautiful person in the whole world, or whether it's, um, you know, a person, uh, whatever it is, whatever it takes, because like Malcolm, necessary that operates by any means necessary she's going to send you her armies and the right candidates to do that inner work so you have people people might even fall in love with you like crazy in order for you to love with you in order for you to love yourself or whatever it is you know aspects of you uh, fall in love with your 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 kindness your whatever and they might yeah, see things that. in you that you have never seen not much they will, and then, and then, right. Because of that mirroring that they're doing, they were actually commissioned and sent by love. Uh, therefore, they're, um, you know, they're they're like agents, right? And then what happens is they start seeing the light in you, and um, you know the beauty, and then and then they reflect that to you. And what do you do? You have no choice but to fall in love with what they are. You fall in love with what they're saying but then you also fall in love with yourself once again because love is that circle it's only to bring you back to you and the work right. is done right. the person exactly. vanishes That's because they were never there it, it was only you it's like a pure um it's a it's mm -hmm. this world is a hologram literally as soon as they disappear it's just because they were never exactly. there it was just you exactly and these veils were lifted and you just seeing yourself like this, this entity appeared. It's you, but in a different mask, right? But it's you again. And, and that's all it is. So then these forms keep appearing because the experience is about you meeting you, you experiencing you, you loving you and, you know, you tasting yourself. I mean, symbolically. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the, the end. Universe of you. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is where the art of dying ends. Is that the end? You reach you. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can. If I can find. If you I can know find something to be um, reflecting on. I'm gonna see. Sure, but you know that 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 is kind of teaching us that oneness too. It's like there's nothing outside of you, and that really yeah. allows you to experience oneness in its true form. Because um, you know, it's the essence yeah. of, of the shahada, it's the essence of of, exactly. of, of, of one exactly. reality. You know that God is doing everything, and God is planning everything, and then you just trust that, and and it just try to embody it the best as you can, that mm, nothing happens exactly. without reason. Yeah, and we just have to trust the process. And, uh, you know, um, we just have to trust and, and, and flow trust with whatever is coming. So when the knock comes, um, you know, open the door. Just open the door. Here it is. Here's the piece that we could possibly be um, concluding this episode with and to be continued. Um, okay.
It's just a piece from um, a particular poem on love. The only way to comprehend. Open your heart and let love tend. Let love be your honored guest. For the path of love is full of tests. Seat her on your finest interior. Where heart rules and mind inferior. All your senses shall be revived, a feeling well-considered prized. I've slept over this many a time to find the truth hidden in rhyme. This talk we speak is heart to heart, shall we hold hands and continue our walk. So the gist, um, open your heart and let love tend. Just, just let love in. That's it. Um, it's hard to say no to love, though, like, isn't it? I don't know, for me it is. Well, it's, it's, it's just a, mm -hmm. a force that you can, cannot be reckoned with. It's, you can fight it as much as you want, but it's a, it's the dying of your ego and this part of that barrier that we, we contain within us have to crumble. And so it really is, is, is a... It's like how your poem mentions it's uh, making that making that heart into that moon into that sun and moon integration that happens and in, in the way you're able to absorb all sorts of magic within your life um, but it's a, it's an unfolding of that heart space it's an, a breaking of that heart um, to open it to the actual reality of the ocean that's within it then comes forth the Barak Right. Yeah, it, it's it's all about the heart in the end. It's what else, well, what else is it? It's an integ integration of your mind with your with your body and your heart and your soul. It's an integration of all all of those aspects of you into one, um, and that is that is the process that unfolds. And a lot of false identities within us have to die for that integration to happen for us to embody that divinity which is which is is so magical i mean i mean it's it's a universe that you can live with when you when you start to fall in love with yourself it's a it's a reality that's unmatchable is is unimaginable you know to to most but if you are given the gift of experiencing that at such deeper levels, I mean, that is, that is something to be grateful for for every day, that you, despite the pain that it has caused or, you know, but it's, it's all for, been for the better, that pain and that suffering that it has caused has brought out a lot of freedom within you, and which is what, is what is the goal of that pain. It brings out this freedom that you never experienced before and this level of peacefulness within you that is uncomparable. Which is what reaches you, which is what what allows you to reach that essence within you, right? It's that essence, what what Beautiful. the goal is in the end. That's that, right. That That's, I guess, um, that concludes um, our show. Unless you want to talk another hour. <laughs> 
Okay, perfect. <laughs> I think we're perfect. right at one eleven, to, so I think it's yeah. <laughs> so um, to be continued, and right. uh, looking forward for our next uh, talk um, in continuation. I thank you, Sana, for your time, your energy, your love, and your wisdom, and sharing. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me, Alicia. It's an honor, really. I love, I love, <laughs> thank um, you. Thank I you. Love and you likewise, <laughs> I uh, reciprocate. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll be uh, speaking soon. Salams. <laughs>